Blog Talk Radio. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. George Bush has invoked a new world order without enunciating a new American purpose. Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order, and instead it looks like we got a lot of disorder. Why is it only Yay, 9 p.m. Today we take an essential step in defeating terrorism while protecting the constitutional rights of all Americans. Preventing mass terror will be the responsibilities of presidents far into the future. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. These are not simply words written into aging parchment. They are the foundation of liberty and justice in this country. This is an ideological battle. Some people believe in globalism, others of us believe in national sovereignty. It's a contest between ideologies, whether we believe in our institutions here, our national sovereignty, our constitution, or are we going to further move in the direction of international government? It's just knowledge is out there. If we look for it, you'll realize that our national sovereignty is under threat. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value.
In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. George Bush has invoked a new world order without enunciating a new American purpose. Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order, and instead it looks like we got a lot of disorder. Today we take an essential step in defeating terrorism while protecting the constitutional rights of all Americans. Preventing mass terror will be the responsibilities of presidents far into the future. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. These are not simply words written into aging parchment. They are the foundation of liberty and justice in this country. This is an ideological battle. Some people believe in globalism, others of us believe in national sovereignty. It's a contest between ideologies, whether we believe in our institutions here, our national sovereignty, our constitution, or are we going to further move in the direction of international government? It's just knowledge is out there. If we look for it, you'll realize that our national sovereignty is under threat. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value.
I know why I was paid for. This is our land. These are our people. The workers. The strivers. The builders. <laughs> These are our people. Who are they? They are the dark armies. The dark murdering armies whose only honor. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. No weapons of mass destruction were found. into this room at your own risk because it leads to the future not a future that will be but one that might be this is not a new world it is simply an extension of what began in the old one it has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time it has refinements technological advances and a more sophisticated approach the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. It is a system which has constricted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silent, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. I appeared before the Congressional Committee to tell what I knew of activities, which I believe might lead to an attempt to set up a fascist dictatorship. A part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty, piece by piece and step by step, to various international organizations, of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from the only example. The consequent willingness of the American people to allow the steps of appeasement by our government, which amount to a piecemeal surrender of the rest of the free world and of the United States itself. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations 
can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the U.N. standards. I had planned another closing message, but I feel compelled to say what I'm about to say. Now, I risk sounding like a conspiracy theorist, but it's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one-world communist government. On the outskirts of the national capital today, black limousines with darkened windows converged on a cell where private security guards imposed ironclad control. The limos carried royalty, political power brokers, and industrial titans to a secret meeting that will last all weekend. It's known as the Bilderberg Group. Could their objective be world domination? Money from our treasury is now being spent for this effort. We will have a new currency and a new constitution modeled on the Soviet Union's constitution. Our rights will not be inalienable, but they will be granted by government who can also take them away. This is terrorism of the most worst kind, brought on you by our own government. The strongest, freest nation in the history of mankind will be averaged into world communism. It is a big idea, a new world order. A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. The new world order is emerging. New world order can be created. New world order. The new world order. The new world order. The new world order. The new world order. New world order. New world order. New world order. A new world order. And the hope that each of us has to build a new world order. I think even that, even that does not describe why the world has changed so much and why the world has turned so much towards a new world order and a new kind of civilization. France intends to see together with all people of goodwill around the world this battle to build a new world order of the 21st century. It's about the defeat of Europe and a new world order. A new world order. The new world order. New world order. A new international order. New global order. President Is this some sort of a new world order which, which Gordon Brown kind of alluded to? God is setting up a new world order and his plan in an era of globalization, of political interdependence, where the world is ever more swiftly opening up, and the cliche about a global community becomes an economic, political, often social reality. In this new world, in this new world, British Prime Minister Brown today declared a new world order is emerging. We want to know what you think, so our poll question is, are you excited that a new world order is emerging, or are you concerned about America's sovereignty? What is this new world order all about? It is about a reversal of the American Revolution. American Revolution was a bunch of farm kids, and kids kept in working in 
blacksmith shop and working another job, standing up to the greatest army on earth in places like Lexington and Concord and saying to the whole world that forever, no matter what happens, we Americans will decide here and decide for ourselves our own destiny. The new world order is the reversal, the overturning of that revolution. That's what the end goal is. America is a rich province, part of their new world order. But I give you my word, if ever I stand up on that east wing of the Capitol and take my oath as President of the United States, when my hand goes up, their new world order comes crashing down. In the near future, Earth is dominated by a powerful world government. Once free nations are slaves to the will of a tiny elite, the dawn of a new dark age is upon mankind. Countries are a thing of the past. Every form of independence is under attack, with the family and even the individual itself nearing extinction. Close to 80% of the Earth's population has been eliminated. The remnants of a once free humanity are forced to live within highly controlled, compact, prison-like cities. Travel is highly restricted. Superhighways connect the megacities and keep the population from entering into unauthorized zones. No human activity is private. AI supercomputers chronicle and categorize every action. A prison planet dominated by a ruthless gang of control freaks whose power can never be challenged. This is the vision of the global elite, their goal. A program of total dehumanization where the science of tyranny is lost. A worldwide control grid designed to ensure the overlord's monopoly of power forever. Our species will be condemned to this nightmare future unless the masses are awakened to the New World Order master plan and mobilized to defeat it. Erected by a secretive group, the Georgia Guidestones are a testament to the elite's plan for a world religion, global laws, with a global court and army to enforce it. And set in stone, it is written that the population never rise above 500 million. In this film, you will learn how our world is truly governed. You will see how highly secretive roundtable groups interlock to form a global intelligence network. This group has been steering planetary affairs for hundreds of years. Now, in the final stage, they prepare for open world government. A goal tyrants throughout history have lusted us. been receiving tremendous play over the last half of the 20th century. Uh, George Bush, the first senior president, George Bush, used it a lot in his speeches and really implies that he really wants to see a order in which we have a universal or a global type of governance in which every human being on planet Earth is ultimately responsible for the policies that are being formulated at the international level. It is a big idea, a new world order. 
it's really always the same. You go back throughout all of history, the Roman Empire, the Soviet Union, Hitler during the Nazism was always saying that it's going to create the utopia for the average person, when in fact, history always shows that it does exactly the opposite. Conquest and empire is as old as civilization. Babylon, Egypt and Greece. They all built empires in an attempt to rule the world. The Roman system at its peak dominated the known world. Complex governmental systems were developed to control diverse populations. During the period between the 15th and 19th century, new empires emerged and again waged war for supremacy. The nobility, as well as the thriving merchant class, were financed by a handful of private banks. Many of the great money houses would hedge their bets and finance both sides of a war. Sophisticated intelligence-gathering networks gave the financiers a clear edge over the governments they were slowly gaining control of. On the 18th of June, 1815, agents of the British arm of the Rothschild family looked on as Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte fought desperately to save his army from the jaws of a British-Prussian pincer attack. A Rothschild agent was able to get the news of Napoleon's defeat at the hands of Lord Wellington to Nathan Rothschild a full 20 hours before the news reached London. Nathan, the head of the British arm of the Rothschild family, put out the rumor to the London Stock Exchange that Napoleon had won the war. Stocks plunged by 98%, and Rothschild was then able to buy up the entire British economy for pennies on the pound. When the news of Napoleon's defeat finally arrived, stocks soared. Britain was now the undisputed ruler of Europe, and Rothschild ruled England. The already dominant British Empire grew even more aggressive. Her troops and bureaucracy spread across the globe. The sun never set on Britannia's holdings. The banking cartel funded, in fact, since about 1800, they have funded both sides of almost every war. And, of course, they're getting the interest off of the loans that they've given the various governments and the wars that they have actually helped stimulate and create. By 1900, Germany was a rising force and the leader of the Industrial Revolution. Uh, world War I, for instance, there was absolutely no reason to have World War I, except that it was an ideal opportunity for the banking cartels and make a pile of money by funding both sides of that particular war. Armaments companies financed by Rothschild-controlled banks in Germany, France, England, and Austria bankrolled all the factions. At least 20 million were killed in the war. It was a conflict so terrible the people vowed to never fight again. They dubbed it the war to end all wars. The question is, why did they want war? Well, first of all, is money and power. 
But secondly, they wanted to create the League of Nations. They had this in their plans all along, and as a consequence, once the war was over or about to be over, they began to formulate this idea of a League of Nations so this would never, ever happen again. Hundreds of years of practice made the British experts at hiding their empire behind puppet governments and councils. In the name of stopping all future conflicts, they proposed that countries would join a League of Nations. Their true intention was for the League to serve as a framework for world government. President Woodrow Wilson, who had spearheaded the establishment of the private Federal Reserve System in the United States in 1913, strongly supported the establishment of the League of Nations. Woodrow Wilson was a very naive president. He was basically a college professor that was grafted into this whole system. The League convened in Paris in 1919, but many nations recognized it as a threat to their sovereignty and refused to join. Frustrated by the U.S. Congress blocking the League of Nations, British intelligence, with the help of the Rockefeller family, set up the Council on Foreign Relations in New York City in 1921. The Council recruited the best and brightest of American life to support the growth of the Anglo-American Empire. The CFR's stated mission is to abolish all nation-states in favor of an all-powerful world government administered by a tiny elite. Just stop sharing. By 1930, the promoters of world government had split into two interlocking camps. The Fabian <laughs> Socialist centered in London and the Fascist based in Italy and Germany. National Socialism will use its own revolution for establishing a new world order. Adolf Hitler. Supporters of the fascist in the United States and England believed that the military should be used to quickly transform the world into a new world order. All the more sophisticated practitioners of globalism stated that incrementalism was the sure path to world domination. Congressional Medal of Honor winner Major General Smedley Butler went public in 1934 exposing an attempt by the robber barons to launch a military overthrow of the United States. The war hero testified to the McCormick Dickstein Committee in Congress that some of the most powerful men in America had tried to recruit him to lead a military coup so they could set up national socialism in the United States. Here before the Congressional Committee, the highest representation of the American people under subpoena to tell what I knew of activities, which I believe might lead to an attempt to set up a fascist dictatorship. I was supposed to lead an organization of 500,000 men, which would be able to take over the functions of government. The fascists had also made deep inroads in England. Edward VIII, King of England, was forced to advocate the throne because of his public support for Hitler. In the build-up to World War II, and during the conflict, the bankers again financed both sides, just as they had done with Napoleon. With the rise and fall of the Third Reich, Europe lay in ruins.
I'll be commenting here in a couple minutes. I'll be commenting here in a couple minutes. Anybody here wants to comment? See, history will repeat itself over and over again, and, and, and you know, and we're destined to repeat history, and that's what we're doing right now. And uh, and the phone number is six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Hopefully, we we'll get some people to comment here tonight. I know the past couple of shows I've been doing some documentaries, and uh, so I'm gonna watch the board. Anybody puts their hand up, then uh, I'll put you on right away. So. I know a couple of people had their hands up the other night, and I didn't get to you, so I'll keep my eyes on the board here tonight. City on land donated by John D. Rockefeller. Shortly after the elite established the United Nations as their base in the United States, the newly formed World Council quickly began work on the next phase in their plan, the incremental formation of continental superstates. The first step in their trilateral plan was the creation of the European Union. Unifying Europe had been tried many times and was extremely unpopular. Where Napoleon and Hitler had failed to accomplish their goals using force, the globalists would succeed using stealth. The British spearheaded the formation of the Council of Europe on May 5, 1949. The Treaty of London claimed to only establish trade ties between European nations, like NAFTA or GATT in North America. Its true intention was the formation of a European superstate. A part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty, piece by piece and step by step, to various international organizations, of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from the only example. Now, here are the aims for the United States. One, greatly expanded government spending for every conceivable means of getting rid of ever larger sums of American money as wastefully as possible. Two, higher and then much higher taxes. Three, an increasingly unbalanced budget despite the higher taxes. Four, wild inflation of our currency. Five, government controls of prices, wages, and materials supposedly to combat inflation. Six, greatly increased socialistic controls over every operation of our economy and every activity of our daily lives. This is to be accompanied naturally and automatically by a correspondingly huge increase in the size of our bureaucracy and in both the cost and reach of our domestic government. Seven, far more centralization of power in Washington and the practical elimination of our state lines. There is a many-faceted drive at work to have our state lines eventually mean no more within the nation than our county lines do now within the states. Eight, the steady advance of federal aid to and control over our educational system, leading to complete federalization of our public education. Nine, a constant hammering into the American consciousness of the horror of modern warfare, the beauties and the absolute necessity of peace, peace always on communist terms, of course. 
and ten, the consequent willingness of the American people to allow the steps of appeasement by our government, which amount to a piecemeal surrender of the rest of the free world and of the United States itself. All right, there you go. And and the dumbing down of, of the American people also. And, uh, you know, I'm going to demonstrate that. We'll just call a random place here uh, out west, and we'll ask them a very simple question that all of us really should know. And, and, and it's not comedy hour here, but I'm just going to play – I'm just going to prove my point here on how stupid people really are today. And, and uh, so we'll call a place here, and we'll just get them on the phone here and try to ask them a few questions here. No, no, that place, no, that place was is not connecting. All right, we'll try another one here. I got a couple numbers here. I got already pre-programmed in here, so not to make people wait here. So, but that's you know live radio. What are you gonna do? But it'll be worth the wait because this proves how dumbed down we really are as a people. And let's see here. Here we go. Let's try this number here. Thank you for calling Venu Restaurant. They're open for dinner Tuesday through Saturday. To make a reservation, please visit our website. If you're calling about a reservation for this evening, please leave us a voicemail. For all other inquiries, please email contact at benusf.com. Thank you. Can you talk? Welcome to our voicemail system. You have reached the mailbox of one one five. You can't even get a hold of anybody there. You can't even get a hold of them. That, that's ninety percent of the problem right here. That's ninety percent of the problem right here in America. You can't get a hold of anybody. Joe, give the link to this documentary. Okay, uh, we'll put it in the chat room. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. For every single dollar produced by the central bank is loaned at interest. That means every single dollar produced is actually the dollar plus a certain percent of debt based on that dollar. And since the central bank has the monopoly over the production of the currency for the entire country, and they loan each dollar out with immediate debt attached to it, where does the money to pay for the debt come from? It can only come from the central bank again which means the central bank has to perpetually increase its money supply to temporarily cover the outstanding debt created, which in turn, since that new money is loaned out at interest as well, creates even more debt. The end result of this system without fail is slavery, for it is impossible for the government and thus the public to ever come out of the self-generating debt. The founding fathers of this country were well aware of this. I'm putting it in there now. All right, it should be in the chat room now, the link. I put the chat the room in there now. I'm going to try to give us a couple more numbers here. So I really want to get some live callers here on tonight. Try to call, because unless, unless you guys press 1 and want to get in here, 657-383-0616. But if not, I'm going to try to call a couple of places tonight. Place by ruthless banking interest. At this time, the dominant families in the banking and business world were the Rockefellers, the Morgans, the Warburgs, the Rothschilds. And in the early 1900s, 
they sought to push once again legislation to create another central bank. However, they knew the government and public were very weary of such an institution, so they needed to create an incident to affect public opinion. So, J.P. Morgan, publicly considered a financial luminary at the time, exploited his mass influence by publishing rumors that a prominent bank in New York was insolvent or bankrupt. Morgan knew this would cause mass hysteria, which would affect other banks as well. And it did. The public, in fear of losing their deposits, immediately began mass withdrawals. Consequently, the banks were forced to call in their loans, causing the recipients to sell their properties, and thus a spiral of bankruptcies, repossessions, and turmoil emerged. Putting the pieces together a few years later, Frederick Allen of Life magazine wrote, The Morgan interests took advantage to precipitate the panic, guiding it shrewdly as it progressed. Unaware of the fraud, the Panic of 1907 led to a congressional investigation headed by Senator Nelson Aldrich, who had intimate ties to the banking cartels and later became part of the Rockefeller family through marriage. The commission, led by Aldrich, recommended a central bank should be implemented so a panic like 1907 could never happen again. This was the spark the international bankers needed to initiate their plan. In 1910, a secret meeting was held at a J.P. Morgan estate on Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia. It was there that the central banking bill called the Federal Reserve Act was written. This legislation was written by bankers, not lawmakers. This meeting was so secretive, so concealed from government and public knowledge, that the ten or so figures who attended disguised their names when en route to the island. After this bill was constructed, it was then handed over to their political frontman, Senator Nelson Aldrich, to push through Congress. And in 1913, with heavy political sponsorship by the bankers, Woodrow Wilson became president, having already agreed to sign the Federal Reserve Act in exchange for campaign support. And two days before Christmas, when most of Congress was at home with their families, the Federal Reserve Act was voted in, and Wilson in turn made it law. Years later, Woodrow Wilson wrote, in regret, He wrote, he wrote, I unwittingly ruined my country, uh, basically by, by uh, and, and he went to his grave uh, uh, saddened because he destroyed his country. He turns it over to a bunch of money changers, and, and there was no more, uh, you know, uh, open, open enterprise where people can compete in capital. Basically, the, the free open market of capitalism is which that was supposed to be what America was, you know, what the foundations of America was, not not regulation and dictatorship and and overburdensome taxes and and fees and licensing that we have today. Because if you want to become a small business owner today or open a business or a corporation, forget about it. Forget about it. You can try and try and try, and you will not succeed unless you got lots of capital. For example, from 1914 to 1919, the Fed increased the money supply by nearly 100 percent resulting in extensive loans to small banks and the public. Then, in 1920, the Fed called in mass percentages of the outstanding money supply, thus resulting in the supporting banks having to call in huge numbers of loans, and, just like 1907, bank runs, bankruptcy, and collapse occurred. Over 5,400 competitive banks outside of the Federal Reserve System collapsed, further consolidating the monopoly of a small group of international bankers. 
privy to this crime, Congressman Lindbergh stepped up and said in 1921, under the Federal Reserve Act, panics are scientifically created. The present panic is the first scientifically created one worked out as we figure a mathematical equation. However, the panic of 1920 was just a warm-up. From 1921 to 1929, the Fed again increased the money supply, resulting once again in extensive loans to the public and banks. There was also a fairly new type of loan called a margin loan in the stock market. Very simply, the margin loan allowed an investor to put down only 10% of a stock's price, with the other 90% being loaned through the broker. In other words, a person could own $1,000 worth of stock with only $100 down. This method was very popular in the roaring 1920s, as everyone seemed to be making money in the market. However, there was a catch to this loan. It could be called in at any time and had to be paid within 24 hours. This is termed a margin call, and the typical result of a margin call is the selling of the stock purchased with the loan. So, a few months before October in 1929, J.D. Rockefeller, Bernard Barak, and other insiders quietly exited the market. And on October 24, 1929, the New York financiers who furnished the margin loans started calling them in in mass. This sparked an instantaneous, massive sell-off in the market, for everyone had to cover the margin loan. It then triggered mass bank runs for the same reason, in turn collapsing over 16,000 banks, enabling the conspiring international bankers to not only buy up rival banks at a discount, but to also buy up whole corporations at pennies on the dollar. It was the greatest robbery in American history. But that didn't stop there. Rather than expanding the money supply in order to recover from this economic collapse, the Fed actually contracted it, fueling one of the largest depressions in history. Once again outraged, Congressman Lewis McFadden, a longtime opponent of the banking cartels, began bringing impeachment proceedings against the Federal Reserve Board, saying of the crash and depression, it was a carefully contrived occurrence. International bankers sought to bring about a condition of despair so that they might emerge the rulers of us all. Not surprisingly, and after two previous assassination attempts, McFadden was poisoned at a banquet before he could push for the impeachment. Now, having reduced the society to squalor, the Federal Reserve bankers decided that the gold standard should be removed. In order to do this, they needed to acquire the remaining gold in the system. So, under the pretense of helping to end the depression, came the 1933 gold seizure. Under the threat of imprisonment for 10 years, everyone in America was required to turn in all gold bullion to the Treasury, essentially robbing the public of what little wealth they had left. And at the end of 1933, the gold standard was abolished. If you look at a dollar bill from before 1933, it says it is redeemable in gold. You look at a dollar bill today, it says it is legal tender, which means it is backed by absolutely nothing. It is worthless paper. The only thing that gives our money value is how much of it is in circulation. Therefore, the power to regulate the money supply is also the power to regulate its value, which is also the power to bring entire economies and societies to its knees. There you have it. They create money out of nothing. Oh, what a scam. They have so much money, they don't care about money. All they care about is power. All they care about is be able to control the, the political situation so it goes their way. After a man has far more money than he possibly can spend for pleasures, what is left to excite him? For those with a ruling class mentality, the answer is power, raw power over other human beings. Money can buy such power only to a point. Beyond that, politics is the sport, and world politics is the ultimate game.
about power, man. Power. Once these bankers, these bankers control you, they can have the power to do whatever they want. The Panic of 1907 convinced many Americans who of the need to establish a central bank system, which this country had lacked since the bank, the bank war of the 1830s. After Democrats won unified control of the Congress and the presidency in 1912 elections, President Woodrow Wilson, uh, Congressman uh, Carter Glass, and Senator Robert Levin, owner, crafted a central banking bill that uh, occupied a middle uh, ground between the Aldrich plan, which called for private control of the central banking system and, and progressive like William Jennings crying, yeah, well, you know, that's it. But that's the, was the beginning of the control and, and the power of everything. Uh, let's see here. Let's let's give a call here tonight here. Let's just start the calls here, see if I can call a couple people. And I want to call the uh, – I want to talk about the border here tonight, you know. I want to call the uh, Army National Guard to see what's going on about controlling our borders down there. Uh, a couple numbers here for the Army National Guard. See if I can get them on the phone here tonight. Uh, of course, I got to call the West Coast because they're three or four hours behind us. You know, so we'll try to call the Army National Guard and maybe get some answers and see who the Army National Guard really answers to. Cause they don't answer to the people. We know that. So what if the people? If the people are not in control of the military, the military is the long arm branch of who? The bankers, right? I mean, who controls the military? So. Uh, Let's see here. We'll get right, right off the bat there. Let's let's call them right now before it gets too late. Let's call them. See if I got a couple numbers here for the Army National Guard. Gotten a hold of them before in years past, but let's see if we can get a hold of somebody tonight. Let's see if we can get a hold of some idiots that like to answer the phone all night long here. All right, here we go. Hopefully we can get a hold of somebody. Let's see what happens. You've reached TW5 Robert Leveron, Surface Maintenance Central Area Manager. Sorry I missed your call. Please leave a message and I will return your call at my first opportunity. Thank you and have a great day. No, I don't want to leave any messages, that's for sure. All right, we'll try another one here. So he must be, let's cross that one out. All right, here. That was a command. What do you say it was? Commander or something? Charge or something there. So we'll see here. Uh, it's, it's not too late out there on the West Coast. They should be able to, should be able to get them on the phone here. This is California. These these numbers are California, so I should be able to get them on the phone here. Let's see here. Boom. Here we go. Nope. That number is no good. What's going on here? All right, here we go. All right, that number's no good. All right, one more. Three numbers. Come on, one out of three. Come on, give me one that works. One, three, boom, boom. Six, four. Hey, you got to give me uh, credit here for trying, man. I'm trying to get these people on the phone so we, you know, we can demand answers, so we can get answers, you know, and ask questions. I mean, we, the people, are in charge, right? Got nothing to be scared of here. Thank you for calling the Rattlesnake Task Force in Yuba City, California. For Unit Commander, press 1. For Command Sergeant Major, press 2. For Unit OIC, press 3. To reach Unit NCOIC, press 4. 
for unit operations, press 5. Thank you for calling the Rattlesnake Task Force in Yuba City, California. For unit commander, press 1. For command sergeant major, press 2. For unit OIC, press 3. To reach unit NCOIC, press 4. For unit operations, press 5. Thank you for calling the Rattlesnake wow. Task Force in Yuba City, California. For unit Come on. Command, press 1. For Command Sergeant Major, press 2. For unit OIC, press 3. To reach unit NCOIC, press 4. For unit operations, press 5. 5. Thank you for calling the Rattlesnake Task Force. That's a bunch of baloney there. You see, I don't have the option here to press any option. Darn, that screws me up, man. Ah, all right. I'll try to find another number here in the meantime. You know, it just gets me, man. Man, it just gets me. No, they don't give you no option here. You press one, press two. What if I was disabled? What if I couldn't press anything? That's discrimination. <laughs> right? You know? All right, let's try this one up here. Let's try this this number here. Here we go. Here, we got another one here. Let's try these people here. Oh, uh, it gets too late. I, you know, usually I have some luck here, but I'm calling the West Coast, but not tonight. When, I, when we were on COVID lockdown, boy, I used to get a hold of everybody when I call them. All right, here we go. Let's call these people up. Let's ask them a dumb question. Thank you for calling the Annex Kitchen located at 2257 West Shaw in Fresno, California. To reach the reservation desk, please press 2. For information about the private dining room, please press 3. To listen to these choices again, press star. To listen to these choices again, press star. Does anyone ever answer the phone anymore? Goodbye. <laughs> Does anyone ever answer the phone anymore? Goodbye. All right, I got another one here. Let's try another one. I think this one's a National Guard too. Let's see, this this one's a National. That was a, that was a. I want I got some questions to ask these people. I can't get a hold of anybody. Let's see here. Uh, let's try. Uh, okay, let's try this one here. Oh man. Let's see. Is that three 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 three? No. Is it really? Okay. Right, let's try that one. That's a wrong number. I, I knew that, that couldn't be right. Or no, I dialed the wrong number. Oh, darn it. Um, there we go. All right, try this one. Come on. Thank you for calling my pizza. Can I start off with the phone number, please? Oh. Oh, it's a miracle. Somebody answered the phone. Man, I've been trying to call people all night long here, and nobody answers the phone. It's always press one, press two. Uh, I got a question first before I... Uh, 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 do you guys accept uh, Federal Reserve notes there by any chance? I'm sorry, what was that? I was just wondering if you guys, uh, before I do anything to you, I was just wondering if you guys accept Federal Reserve notes. Um, give me one second. Okay. No, sorry. You don't? 
Oh, no. Right. Uh, so what's that? All right. Um, you know why, by any chance? Because I was just wondering. You know, I was just wondering how I could pay. You know, just wondering if you do you know why you don't accept them? Um, no, I'm not sure why. Oh, okay. Uh, do you have a like? A, do, do, are you in charge by any chance? I, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you're really busy with all you know, hard work and all. But uh, what's do you think somebody that's in charge that maybe can answer why? Maybe I, I think it's important that you know. I just didn't know <clears throat> what I could do. To, well, our manager, like manager, she isn't here at the moment. Oh, okay. Is there anybody? Yeah. Here? Are you in charge? Or, or so you're in charge no. basically until they get back. So, um, so is there somebody, somebody there that can maybe answer my questions? That's all. That's all I want to know. Let me go see if they're here. Give me one second. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Brain time, brain time, brain time, brain. Hello? Hi. Um, can I ask what that is? Uh, no, uh, what do you mean, what, 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 what do you mean, what is? I don't understand. You said Federal Reserve notes? Yes, yes, I would like to pay with Federal Reserve notes. I was just wondering if you accept them. Pay with Federal Reserve notes? Yeah. Um, You know, it's a form of payment. You know, I was just wondering if you guys accept them before I get, you know, before I order. I was just making, I just want to make sure, you know. Oh, uh, um, well, the manager, she's not in, so we wouldn't be able to um, so, accept so it. So I probably should call back. Oh, okay. So I probably should call back when the manager's there, huh? And just ask yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Maybe to tomorrow. Back, huh? Oh, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I'm sorry to bother you. I appreciate your time. No, it's okay. Have a nice night. All right. Bye. Okay, folks. Are they hang up? They hang up? They hang up? No, they didn't hang up yet. There we go. All right. There you go, folks. And there you have it. And there you have it. I was just, I like to routinely check around the country once in a while. I like to call people and just see if maybe we've gotten smartened up a little bit since, uh, you know, over over time, you know, because since we're in such perilous times now. But apparently we're dumber than ever in America. We're just as dumb as they come, you know. Boy, oh, boy. Federal Reserve notes. Except for your reserve notes. What is that, by the way? Is your manager there? You can hear the brain frying. This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain. This is drugs on your brain. <laughs> you hear the brain like the, the wires crossing. And these are the people. I mean, this is this if if like society collapses. This is what I'm. This is what we're going to deal with. I mean, we're going to be out there like you know. Like, you know, we're going to be, like, doing rolling blackouts, trying to make, you know, reestablish our communities. If, you know, if something was to break off or set off in America, you know, or collapse, you know, or, you know, in a massive scale or even in a partial scale, this is what we're dealing with out there? This is who we're going to be coming in contact with? This is who we have to be nice to? We have to be, you know, this is who we're going to shake hands with? This is who we're going to rely upon to watch our back? Oh, my Lord. That's why I'm researching so much now what life's like after death. Because, I, I, you know, I'm kind of like thinking, you know, it's sad. 
It's sad to be living in these days now. It's sad to be living amongst the zombies today and the sheeple. You know, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be licking the boots. You know, I don't want to be a slave. I don't want to be a sheeple. But I'm targeted, man. I'm targeted. My days are numbered. As we speak, these people are coming after me. As we speak, you wouldn't know the problems I have right now. The twisted bullcrap they're pulling on me. For me to even explain it, you're, you're the, the smartest people out there, their heads would explode. They got me so twisted now. They're coming after me full throttle. I've worn out my welcome here in North Carolina. I've already been kicked out of one state. Now i got to leave here probably. You know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, you know, so, you know, but I'm not leaving. I want, win. I want to win public office here in North Carolina. I want to win because I want to get there on the house. Well, I want to get the patriots. I want to get the few people that I do know that are awake to shake this freaking place up, man. Uh, you know, I want to put a stop to everything. That's it. You talk to talk like this people, this guy that's running for governor right now. He talks to talk. This patriot, Mark Robinson guy, he, he, he talks to talk. Another guy emailed me today. He's running for attorney, attorney general. So if we can get a good crew going here, if we can get attorney general, we can get the governor, we can get a governor, you know, we can get a few legislators in there. Well, you know, we'll 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 start something here in North Carolina. We'll start the freedom movement here. You know, we can do it. We can do it. Trust me. You know, I just need a few. I just need a few people in there with me. Restore the republic. Restore lawful government, your government, the Constitution, obey the Constitution, and freedom and liberty and accountability for everybody. And you criminals that are in office now, watch out, because we're coming for you. You better come get me. You better take me out. So I will die on my feet. I will never live on my knees. You ain't taking me. You got me in that cell one time a couple years ago, and you beat the hell out of me. You ain't getting me back in there again. Yeah, you'll see me on the Fox News. You guys be watching me or whatever. He was crazy. He was nuts. You listen to him on his podcast. I'll be editing my clips. They'll probably play this one. You know? He was nuts. And then a couple of people who know, who know me will get on there. there. Yeah, yeah, he was crazy. You know, he's kidding. He always had a lot of guns. Yeah, he's crazy. You know, yeah, you know, to do the interview. You know? Yeah. And they'll twist it all around, make me out to be some psychopath. You know? Yeah. That's how they do it, right? Let me take a caller here. 323. Go ahead there, 323. All right. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I sure can. Okay, good. You recognize the voice? Yes, I know. It's Big Joe. How you doing? Joe. Hey, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Look. Yeah. How you doing? Look, did you get, uh, did you get my text? No. Why? It was about electioneering. Sally had a very good show on Monday. She had on some guests who were representatives of an organization that can use the law that already stands in place um, as, um, as a civil rights issue to get the people who committed the fraud for, your, for, for any of the elections to get them to become accountable. So I sent you a text. Um, you probably didn't okay. get it because I sent it by... Um, Oh, a group member text, uh, some sort of process. The first time I used it, um, I guess it didn't go through. So in any yeah, case, it didn't go that's the summary. So download Sally's show. I forget the name of the organization, but it's a very, it was a very interesting show. 
Okay, it was yeah, Mr. Show, and that's and the one night, and the one night I freaking missed her show too. You know. Yeah, I told her I would tell you about it. I thought she might have a show on that same night, but she didn't. So in any case, no, I was busy. Yeah, I've been busy, Joe. So I've been any- busy doing, you know, take, taking precautionary measures and doing a lot of things here to, to, you know, get ready. And I just told you I've been talking to people. I got a guy who's going to be running for attorney general, you know, and I, and we got the governor here, Mark Robinson. He's going to run for governor, Mark Robinson. He's actually very popular. So if we can get these people mm-hmm. on board with the with with the grassroots movement that I'm trying with, you know, and, and we can all work together. We can change stuff, you know. We can start changing some stuff and start here in North Carolina and hopefully have a ripple effect around the rest of the country, you know. Yeah, well, that's why I sent you the text, because your major thrust, your major goal is to have honest elections. Now, the way the other yes. people like Juliana, et cetera, they went, they went about it in a way that kind of gave the Supreme Court and the appellate courts and the state courts a reason to deny them any kind of access um, to any kind of judicial review and judicial uh, any kind of justice. This particular group um, is using a different approach. They're using the civil rights approach because, according to some civil rights statutes, if the rosters uh, in each election, if they don't match up, if the people who voted do not match up to the rosters, then there's a fraud committed, ipso facto. So then they're going to try to use that in order to uh, get a civil case as opposed to a criminal case. It sounded very promising. Okay. So, okay. So I would suggest yeah. you download the show. I wish I knew the uh, the name of the organization offhand, but I don't. That's all right. I'll listen to the show. That's pretty good. And maybe they can go RICO. I, I, would, yeah, I would suggest they go after these people with the RICO statutes. I know the RICO statutes are very complex and very difficult to understand, but people who are – who are, you know, that understand law and that like to practice this law that they call, you know, they, if you read, read the RICO statutes and you use them, man, they're very powerful and you, and you can shut things down, you know? Yeah, they can, but I, I bet it's a criminal type of approach, and the criminal approach hasn't been uh, very effective. So these people are using a civil, a civil uh, um, a class action lawsuit civil approach. And... You know, it seems the, the way that she Joe, was describing Joe, it. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't like class action because they bog everybody down into one one action. You know, I like I like it when people do individual. They you know they individually do it and they sue people in their individual capacity and their official capacity because these class actions, everybody gets involved in it, and the only people that win are the attorneys. You know. Well, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a history of that, but again. Uh, these people, they sounded very good. They sounded very plausible. So, you know, it, it takes investigation. I don't know if they're for real, but they sure sound for real. So, and again, this okay. is about honest elections. See, they're not going after, they're not saying that the elections were rigged, okay, like the other people, like Giuliani, et cetera. They're saying yeah. the elections, um, the rosters have to be um have to be counted Matching, properly. Yeah. If they're not counted, yeah. if they're not counted properly by law, then by law there's a fraud committed somewhere. So they're using yeah. that. So all they have yeah. to say, all they have to do is count up the rosters. They have, um, they have what I think they have units which counted up some of the um, the rosters in certain states. So I, they're on the way. You know, it's not something which is just beginning right now. They've had some sort of progress going, and um, so. I thought I'd let you know because that's your major thing. 
Yeah, yeah. What did Lori Ann say about it? She was like, down the board, which I don't know where she is tonight. She's not listening to my show. Well, you know, what, what is this? Just support Lori Ann's show? She's never on anybody else's show. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know where she is. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't yeah. heard from her in a few days, so she may be yeah. busy doing something. You know, but well, we got it. We we took an oath here. I thought, you know, kind of where we were going to support each other's podcast. You know, and and uh, try to, you know, and try to network together Nobody's to make a more powerful voice. Nobody's supporting anybody at anything. If people no, I know. I know. I know. Other, I know. I know. I know. I know. Right? But you know, it's good Nobody's to say. It's good to say. Yeah, but no. Who? Show me your group where the the talk show hosts are together on anything. Nobody's supporting anything. I know. Anything. I know. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I know it is. It is. You know, I try. I've been trying. You know, and you have too. You know, and uniting everybody. It's just. But it's always that one issue where somebody breaks away and they don't want. You know, and and we can't do it. You know. Take the stick out of your ass. You know, and just freaking follow along. You know. I mean, you know, come on. You know, let's all work together here. You know. I mean, you know, a little ridiculous. I got 704 here wants to jump in the conversation, too, so um, oh, let me bring cool. him on. Okay, okay. After he's finished, I got news to tell you. <laughs> All right. Finished. All right. Sounds good. Something All else. right. 704. <laughs> 704. Go ahead. Hey, fellas. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Good. I just uh, want to tell you that I love your show, man. I, I support you 100%. I didn't know if y'all ever got a chance to check out my show. No, we haven't actually. We didn't know you had one. It's called. Yeah, uh, I started maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Uh, we the people of America. Uh, you you're, you're on Block Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday night. Well, what nights are you on? Well, what time are you on? What day are you on? Wednesday, six thirty. Wednesday, six thirty p.m. All right. Okay. And, uh, All right. Well, check okay. it out. Give me some pointers, man. I know you've been doing this for a long time, so I, I know I could learn a lot from you. So uh, you could just give me some pointers after you listen a couple of times and tell me what I'm doing wrong or what I'm doing right. I'd appreciate. Well, it. the first pointer is first pointer is doing what you just did right there is letting us know you got a show. Because <laughs> I didn't know you had one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. really encouraged me to to, to start it. So I was like, no, I mean, just got to jump in here and learn as it goes. Good. So what's, good. Your, show good. See, yo, we're, we're, what's your show about? Well, it's originally about, it's about, uh, I wanted to hear why we, the people of America, can't unite. Why I want to hear other sides instead of not saying my side's always right. So I wanted to hear other sides of reasons why we, the people, can't unite uh, and what's stopping us. Uh, I wanted to hear other views, other people, you know, uh, you know, you get trapped up thinking that you're right all the time and you don't listen to other people's views sometimes. So I wanted to give the opportunity to, to people to explain their side of how they feel about things. That's what it's about. Now talk about something about America every Wednesday. Good. What do you think, Joe? Well, I think it's a good idea. People will be willing to talk about how come they're not going to be united, but that means they're going to have to reveal their reasons, and their reasons usually aren't even really good reasons. So, you know, it's yeah, good I if know. you get them to talk about it. Yeah, and I, you know, and I've been giving examples why how people united in the past, and like I did uh, 
episode a couple of weeks ago about the revolution uh, because I had two grandfather, my fourth and my fifth grandfather was in the Revolution War. And, uh, you know, if they could unite back then, didn't have no communication, uh, each state was pretty much its own deal. But if them guys could come together, why can't we? You know, stuff like that. Well, the U.S. No, somebody just put in the chat Yeah, yeah, I agree. The U.S. Somebody just put in the chat room the U.S. debt clock is locked. Whatever that means, I don't know. I never heard of that. It's locked. What's that mean? It's locked. So they, um, they got the links here. Yeah, yeah the U.S. Either. debt clock. Well, that's interesting because if that clock stops, I mean, what's going on here? What are they doing? I mean, what are we in World War Three here? I mean, you know, what's going on? Yeah, that would have to be it. Because uh, the debt clock isn't going to stop with the Federal Reserve around. It's always going to be debt. But before I forget, let me tell you something, an interesting piece of news. It's not important, but it's interesting. Warren, right. got taken off, Warren got taken off the air, but he was on last night on somebody else's show blaming the white supremacists and the black conservatives for having his show taken off the air. Instead of him <laughs> defaming and slandering people, He's saying that there was a conspiracy to take him off the air. So I thought, you know, since uh, you you let Warren come on your show and the other guys let Warren come on their shows. That <laughs> he what might, was it? Do you, you, you know, have the name he, of the show? Uh, Real Media, I think. Brother Warren's in the title. The Brother Warren's in the title. And I think it's called The Real Media Show, but I'm not sure. I forget all right, all right, the real media. All right, well, I'm going to have to check that out, get a good laugh there, huh? So what did he say? Can you give me any, like, like laughs or no whatever? Specifics. He didn't name he didn't name anybody. This time he was careful not to name names. So he was just saying the white supremacists and the black conservatives were, uh, you know, conspired together to get him off the air because he was so effective in pointing out how black conservatives were really following in the coattails of white supremacists and how white supremacists are, you know, racist, uh, racist, racist. The same nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so the white supremacists teamed up with the blacks to get Warren, huh? <laughs> That's exactly that it, you know. <laughs> that, that really boy, oh, boy. <laughs> he was effective, all right. He was effective at aggravating people. That's for sure. Oh Jesus! Yeah, but I blame the I blame I blame the people for letting him on the show as often as they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's always well. I saw he's back on blog. Well, he's, he's trying to get back on blog talk. Then I mean, doesn't he have a life? You know, I mean, you know, he, he's got a goal. Yeah. He's got a mission. Well, to, obviously, you know. So you know, you know, you know what his mission is. His mission is to, to aggravate people and to have negative attention to himself. That's it. It's not about change. It's not about social change. It's not about uh, making sure that the environment or the social conditions become improved. It's all about me, 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 and my victimhood. And <laughs> you guys don't understand. And, uh, you know, the world is stacked against me. And blah, 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 blah. I was on uh I was on Chewbacca's show the other night, and I guess Sarge is missing in action again. They said they're charging him with desertion. Uh, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sarge. Sarge doesn't run away from a fight, so that's the wrong term. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where he is, you know. Well, I don't know. He's disappeared again. 
And they were, of course, knocking Pianchi, uh, you know, Pianchi or whatever. They were ri- ri- ridiculing him, and so, uh, you know, but uh, Chewbacca there. But, you know, but their their ideology and their nonsense is really silly. I mean, Chewbacca, I mean, they, they expose themselves, you know. I mean, it's just, but, but yeah, it's funny. Well, you know, I, I hate black people always talking about, well, the white man's keeping me down, and I hate white people for always talking about, well, the black people are trying to replace us, and yada, yada, and, uh, you know, if you, if you question further um, their particular concepts, they have no foundations, neither group. They have no foundations for what they believe in. It's just a bunch of speculation yeah. based upon feelings, which they want to do to cover up um, inferiority complexes. Is that the guy? Yeah, but, but, but it... Shabaka, right. is that the guy that was on your show a couple weeks ago when I called? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But but that's a dangerous problem though here in 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 America right now. There's got as a matter of fact, I had a story I wanted to play about that anyway about this. Uh, uh, George Soros, the operative, uh, 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 you know, declares war on white people. You know, uh, and and remember mm-hmm. these, these two these two teenagers that ran over a white guy and laughing about it and. You know, it's actually a pretty oh, good clip here. I, I read the article. It. Yeah, I read Did the you? article. Yeah, yeah. But, that's, uh, but that's crazy, man. I mean, you know, so I know you don't like it when I play things, so. Uh, but, <laughs> but, no, uh, I, can't, no, I mean, if, if a clip is longer than four or five minutes, I lose interest. Because, you know, eh, well, that's well, this is, this, is a, this, is a, this is a good one. I mean, this is a good one. And then, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really uh Shows shows the one of the major problems in America here today. I mean, so I'll play it real quick here. It is a major problem. You work for BlackRock because they want a black face like Obama on cutting off the resources of the third world. They're about to kill and starve to death billions of people and then use the survivors to overwhelm the West. Well, you've got to have a black face on it. Meanwhile, it's trickled down to, I guess, a Hispanic and a black man, young young men. Everybody knows about this case, but, but now we've had a response to it. Let's go ahead and roll the video a few months ago, where they see the old white man and laugh, so they run him over and kill him on his bicycle because it's so much fun. And then now they're back in court yesterday, flipping off the family and celebrating and having a great time. Go ahead and just play both clips back to back. All right, go. Go Yeah, premeditated murder. Kill that white devil. Yeah. 
from each other in district court Tuesday to set a trial date. 18-year-old Jesus Ayala and 16-year-old Jameer Keyes were seen giggling, conversing, covering their faces from media, and flipping off the probe's family. Planet launched its new rules three years ago that, that only brown people or black people would be hired from dishwashers up to uh, CEOs. And then the crew's like, no, actually, we pulled it up from Bloomberg going after the national statistics here in the U.S. I'm sorry, I was wrong. And we'll, we'll, we'll put it on screen. 94% of new hires in the entire market in the U.S., the average is 91 in the West. So I was right about that. In the U.S., 94% of all hires at all levels was non-white. And it was directly because they were told by BlackRock, you will not get a good ESG UN score if you hire white people. I'm going to say that again. And then the airlines have said, we're not hiring new white pilots. So imagine the level of that discrimination. I mean, even if you're for this, who died and made BlackRock king? And you think Larry Fink of BlackRock? All the evil stuff he's funding, the, the eat the bugs, open borders, it's all the, 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 you know, that combine. They're doing this to set the precedent for ESGs and the social credit score, where if you'll accept, hey, we're only going to hire brown people, well, you'll accept, hey, we're going to fire you because you're a Christian, or you, didn't, you went out and protested open borders. It's about punishing you. It's the next level of not just surveilling you and censoring you online, but censoring you in the real world and the social credit score central bank digital currencies that are programmed to tell you where you can spend it and with who. And then once the president said, oh, it's to help the brown people, they just cut off the food in the third world for almost three years. We only had lockdowns for a year here in the West, some places a year and a half, like Australia. Three years starving 80-plus million people to death, then organizing the survivors as refugees to come here, to fully weigh us down and collapse us. No, they want to kill those people too. But they dangle free student loans and forgiveness of loans and reparations to control people and get them on board. So this is from Bloomberg. Bloomberg Business. Bloomberg.com. Look at this. And it's how proud they are uh, at Bloomberg and BlackRock that in the United States, only 6% of new hires for the last few years were white people. 94% not white. That isn't discrimination. That's what they say. That's what they say. Bloomberg right there. And that's, and that's true. I've seen that out in the workforce myself. I've seen it where I've sat in a room where I was, you know, where it was like me and maybe one other white guy, and there was like four blacks and four Hispanics. And we didn't get to, you know, I, and I, was, I know for a fact I was more qualified than these young punks. You know, I mean, these guys were, you know, with their pants hanging down and everything, you know, and, you know, and, and they get the job. I don't. You know, and I saw that. Mm. I saw that, you know, and that's true. That's true. That happens. That's a very, very high average, and he says across the board from coast to coast. So I'd like to see, um, you know, if um, corporate executives, bankers, um, other than blue-collar workers, if they're being, uh, if blacks are being hired um, way, way, way more than whites, and that is, that is yeah. a form of control. I got four one seven here. 
Yeah, it you is. Know? I got 417. Let me bring 417 in on here. Go ahead, 417. Uh, yes, I'm calling in the concerns of hating the white people. Um, okay. I, I, I myself hate them myself. I hate white fuckers. I do. I hate myself because I'm a white fucker, too. This Ron Wreck, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> yeah. You had me going right. for a minute. You had me going yeah. for a minute. I'm going to get ready to scratch you. Yeah, I'm going to stop where you think I'm a fucking troll, you know. God damn, that way. You know? But I live for them. I live for the trolls. I love them. Love yeah, them. yeah. Them. Yeah. And they pick on me once in a while. <laughs> They'll yeah. attack me. I used to be pretty popular, you know. But I don't get them very often anymore. I, they're very rare, I see them. Yeah. Well, they figure you're one of them. What's that, Joe? They figure you're one of them. Well, you know, I kind of want to talk to them. You know, I get in conversation, you know, way back in the day in Perry Steele show. I used to start having conversations with them. Instead of going against them and letting them get to my goat, oh, yeah, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. I fucked my mom. Absolutely. Best pussy I've ever had. But what is it? You know, well, I got one in the chat room right now. I got one right now. He's a, I think he's a queer, uh, Ferrara okay. six nine nine. My, my good buddy, my good buddy Ferrara there. He won't, he won't dare call in. He used to call in and harass me all the time. But, you know, Ferrara six nine 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 or whatever. That's that's a name. Read so he's got well, sixty nine. Is he, is he a homosexual, transsexual, bisexual? I think he's a transvestite. I think he's a transvestite. transvestite. I'm not sure. I, I think. Is, yeah. that, is it transvestite or transvestite? There's a difference. I, I don't you know. know what he considered. I, I, he called in one time and chewed me out because he got mad at me about the Pulse Club night sh- nightclub shooting, I think. I think that was yeah. him who chewed me out about that. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, but I think he and he's on the God's Rainbow Ministry show over there on Blog Talk Radio and that Tony talks sometimes. Oh. And he'll call oh. in sometimes and harass God me. Bless but, uh, God yeah, bless yeah. him to be. Yeah, that's the troll of Tony talk. Yeah, you can't get more troll than Tony talk. Yeah, I'm the ultimate. That is the the poster child for retardation. I mean, it's oh yeah, that's the Olympics. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They should do a (laughs) yeah. Yeah, they did a wrap-up show about me. One, they used to do wrap-up shows. Joe gets some wrap-up show, and they they just make fun of me and rank on me and just tear me apart, and you know, and yeah, well, uh, they, they, they got they, um, they got a page devoted to you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't, ain't the love great? Just the love is so thick, so much love for you. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. Fuck yeah, they got a lot of radio. God, then your donations. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for troll repair, troll rehabilitation. Send them your yeah, send them your donations for troll rehabilitation. Yeah, the first place you got to start is BTR itself. The people who run BTR, yeah. that's that fucking. Yeah, up, uh, I need mean, I need to work a commercial ad for that. You know, do you feel going away? They disappeared. They disappeared. Do you feel with all life retardation? Do you feel that life retardation is affecting your family and your business and job? We can help you at the home of rehabilitated retards. Here on BTR, we support that. We are retards ourselves. We were retarded, then we got ill, then we got retarded. So today we're trying to help you. So for forty nine ninety five a month, we'll give you two hours to talk shit all you want and play retarded. Help support our cause. <laughs> so call in now. 
Have your credit card ready. Bianca's mad. Bianca's mad. He says we're thrown off course now because we were talking. We were talking about good <laughs> subjects there, and now we're thrown off course. We let the trolls throw us off course. So, you know, oh, I mean, I'm wait, sorry. you, know, you got to break up the show a little bit. Forgive me. Forgive me. Yes, I still hate Whitey. Fuck Whitey and the White Devil. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't like the transvestites. Yeah. We got some callers yeah, here on the phone. Let's see who they let's see. We got their hands up. They got their hands up. Let's see here. Maybe we're getting attacked here. Let's see here. Nine oh seven, you're on. Nope. Hey, I wanna let you know that I don't appreciate the way you're talking about trans. I'm a trans lesbian and I'll be goddamn if I'm gonna let anybody talk to me like that. A trans lesbian? A trans lesbian. <laughs> That means you went back to where you went, where you came from. <laughs> I never left. I grew up yeah, this way. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you never a left. Trans a trans lesbian is a, a trans lesbian. Is a why do they call her trans then? Uh, yeah, why, why they call her trans? <laughs> I mean, I'm so offended. You're talking. I am a lesbian. So what's the deal with this? You know, I feel discriminated against. What's trans? I don't get it, though. What's trans mean? Well, I think it means transfer, doesn't it? They say what it stands for, transfer. Oh, transfer back to the back in time? Yeah. (laughs) Transition Um, from um, uh, um, one particular um, sex to supposedly the other. I identify as a a trans woman lesbian. Oh, well, the one thing so you, the one thing I hate about being a male is the problems with it hanging, you know. Because one problem is dragging it on the ground, going to going to the shoe store and he's right to left and the one for the middle, and then my shoulders hurt from flipping it over to holding it up. You know, it's, it's pretty difficult. The doctor called what the elephantitis. What age did you begin to identify yourself? Nineteen sixty-six. The man no, the oh, the other guy. Oh, that was yeah, yeah. Nineteen fifty one. Nineteen fifty one. And how has that trans that trans identity been working out for you? I mean, uh, has it been rough? Has people picked on you and attacked you, or have you suffered discrimination? Or well, yeah, you know, because they won't okay. let me. Uh, In what way? In what way? Huh? You said you, uh, you resented the way people were talking about you. So what did you resent? What did I resent? The fact yeah. that they, they think I'm a man? Well, you are a trans, trans lesbian. Le- but aren't you so that well, I'm a trans, trans lesbian. Trans lesbian. Well, you just, that means you, he's a... You, <laughs> oh, God. you just can't be what you uh, want, though. You are a man. You just can't say I'm gonna be a woman, you know. You just can't do that. You know, a tree is a tree, a car is a car, a truck is a truck. You know, it's just it just uh, we just can't play right. pretend here. I mean, what makes you think you can just say you're a woman because you want to be a woman? Listen, not that I want to be a woman. I want to be a lesbian. Well, you're already a lesbian. Well, who's you like stopping women? you? Yeah, I'm Nobody's a lesbian. Nobody's stopping you. What do you like to be a lesbian to? Be a lesbian, be a lesbian, lesbian, be a lesbian, be a lesbian. <laughs> Where's Ferrara at? That's Ferrara six six nine. He he's a he's a winner there. Ferrara there. He's a he's a real winner there with guys Rainbow Ministries that show over there. 
Now tell me something though. Tell me something though. In the patriot community, or in a revolution, or in, or how are we going to restore a republic with that type of that mentality or that type of belief standard? How are we going to do that? It's simple. Well, I mean, the state. We take one state. We take all of them. Put them in that state, and they can't leave that state. They they can just do whatever they want in that state. We'll give it to them. One state. Just give it to them, and let them do whatever. I mean, that's the only way we can get rid of it. Just get it to them. One state. Can't leave this state. Do I mean, living amongst state. us. I mean, look, I don't have a problem with human rights. I believe everyone has entitled to their human rights. But, but, but for to be out in public and having a child see something like that, it's confusing for the child, you know? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh, that is I, I a like, good question, Joe, for the yeah. lesbo. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? What do you feel about the gay, um, the gay pride, the LGBT when they have these um, these presentations uh, at the libraries where the uh, the transsexual, the gay, what do they call them, uh, the drag queens are doing their shows in front of kids? What do you feel about that? Drag queen story time by Walt Disney. Yeah, well, not you. Yeah. You're, a, you're you're a play lesbo. I'm talking about the one who thinks that he's a real lesbo. <laughs> Joe, don't fuck it up for me, bro. Damn, I know I'm a lesbian. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned I didn't about want that. people to know. I didn't know you came out with the being a lesbian. You said you're going to keep it oh, yeah. You and your skirt. And your I love women, dude. I love women. God, I can't get enough of them. And you know something about it? You can't destroy women. I don't care how much you pound on them things. You can't hurt that fucker. It's the most indestructible weapon known to man is the vagina. It is evil. So anyway... <laughs> Well, yeah, I've tried it all. Right yeah. Well, <laughs> well what about what about those uh, presentations by the drag queens in front of kids? You think that's um, pretty good? Yeah, lovely, absolutely fucking lovely. That you, Ron? You don't know what the oh, fuck you are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't either. I'm still trying to figure it out, bro. I'm working on it. Yeah. Right. I'm trying. I'm, I'm talking about I'm the sorry. trans, the trans lesbos. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm talking to you. Oh, Boyd. Boyd, he's talking to you, Bill. Oh. I'm sorry. Re- re- repeat that again. I was uh, over here uh, looking at some lesbos. Oh, forget it. <laughs> uh, this is a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just, you know, and that's what I'm saying. The backbone of America, and the, and the, and the, you know, the 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 the, I, the destruction of America. This has helped cater to it. It's helped destroy it. I mean, we don't have no moral foundation anymore. Where's our moral compass? You know, well, exactly and what are we standing right. for? Exactly right. You know, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. You know, and we can't live like this in America. We can't expect to be uh, uh, blessed in any type of way. Well, I can, I can, I can guarantee, I can guarantee you one thing. Joe, you're a lesbian. No, no. How could you guarantee that? Huh? How could you guarantee that? How can I? How can I guarantee that? 
Is there an echo? Well, yes. I, I really can't. I really can't unless you pull a uh, hunter and take pictures of your balls. What? I take pictures of my balls? <laughs> yeah, you can answer yeah, the question. Prove, Come on, now you prove, made a comment. To prove, to prove that that'll prove that you're a lesbian. That if you I like women over I'm... men. Really. I want to. I want to. I don't understand. I don't understand. Do you prefer? Do you prefer women over men? Um. Yes, of course. I don't prefer. Actually, no. I prefer only women. I don't prefer women over men. I prefer only women. Well, there you there you go. You freaking lesbian. There you go. How does that make me a lesbian? Because you like chicks. That's not what a lesbian is. That's yeah, not the definition of a like, lesbian. Chicks that like chicks. Oh. Yeah. oh, that's not the definition of a. That's not. That's not unnatural. Uh, it's unnatural for for two women, and it's unnatural for two men to try to come together and try to uh, have uh, unnatural affections with each other. It's vile. It's it's not right. I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's it's. Look, the bottom line is this: Can you reproduce? Can two women reproduce human life? No. no can two men can. reproduce? Men? Yes, they can. And I have How? proven that. Yeah. I, I have proven about the benefit of a doubt. I proven that. All right, here's how. Here's huh. listen. This is a short story. I'm gonna tell you. I right, I proved it. I went to my dentist right. office. Okay, getting some work on my teeth. Okay, right. So anyway, as I'm sitting in this laid back chair and I'm looking at the wall, there's these plaques of here. And they say things in Spanish and, you know, in American, in English. And it says, if you think you might be pregnant or going to be pregnant, let staff member know. So I, a staff member came and I said, hey, ma'am, I need to let you know this, that I am pregnant. And she goes, but you're a man. I said, yes, but look at me, I'm pregnant. Can't you see that? She goes, no, I can't. I said, I'm, I, I have proof. And she goes, okay, what kind of proof do you have, Mr. Rack? I said, well, well, I know I'm pregnant because the trunk's already out. So there you go. There's my proof of pregnancy. The trunk is already out. Remember baby elephant, you know. Told you had elephant tigers. Hmm. So, yeah. that's, that's, that's I don't know when it's going to come out completely. I don't know when it's going to come out completely, you know. It's just kind of like a catch there. It's kind of grown into the body, so I can't be too much with it. But it's had these two rollers, you know, like they can roll around. You know? in, 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 in a revolution, in a war, in a war, in a revolution, if we're, if this, I mean, do you think really that having a bunch of gays and I mean, I just, I just don't trust a lesbian or a, or a, or a gay person to watch my back, you know, and 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 fight alongside me in the battlefield or in a foxhole. I just don't trust them. At first, you know, I, I, first of all, a woman fighting in a battlefield, these dykes out there, they're not strong enough. They're, a woman in arms is not, not is, should not. There should be no women in arms today. But I just don't trust that you watching my back. I mean, I, I, I think homosexuals could fight very pretty good. They have to up all their lives. But, but, but watching my back in the field, I just don't trust them. Well, you know, I'm, I'll tell you my, my true belief. I'm not going to joke around anymore. I'm going to tell you my true belief about gays and homosexuality. Here's my thought about it. They claim that this is a natural thing. They were born a woman. They believe that bullshit story, which is simply bullshit. Yeah. There's no way fucking possible. <laughs> If you're born with a song, you're a man. If you're born with a vagina, you're a woman. You can't change the genetics of the life form. You can't do it. They can surgically do it. Yeah, that's true. They can surgically. But you'll, still, you will never be able to do anything that that actual 
thing to do. You know, you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't going to happen. Like, like you pointed out, no children. You can't procreate. No, no kids. You, you're not. That's correct. It's never going to happen. So you're born what you are. You just accept what the fuck you are. When you try to go out and claim, well, I'm a fucking woman, even I'm born with a fucking dick, you know, that's simply bullshit. It's, one, I believe, is just an attention getter. I think people do just get fucking attention. You know, look at me, look at me, I'm different. Oh, God, look at me, you know. It's more of a sickness. It ain't a natural thing. And they say, okay, I I believe they should have rights. But now as a gay person, they should have rights as a human fucking being. I get that, and I'm with that. But you're going to claim that you should get more fucking... We don't start off as female. We don't all start off as female in the womb. Where are you getting this from, Ferrara 699? No, we don't. (laughs) Well, look at the picture. That kind of explains it. Anyway. uh, Oh. (laughs) Anyway, you see my point. But my point is the fact is I think it's a thickness. I think more to that fact is either one, they want attention because they're a fucking narcissist, or they do have a mental fucking problem. That's that. Plain and simple, there is no natural way that you were born gay. That is hey, just look, no, I'll be honest with story. you. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. If I saw a homosexual or someone getting beat down and uh, or or being discriminated against, I would stick up for him because I would don't want to see anybody get be hurt or injured or or well, be, yeah, beat I, up I because of. I, because I, you know, I agree with that. You know? well, I agree with that. But I think it's more of a mental sickness than anything. It's a mental problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it is. It's a mental problem. Just like they say alcoholism yeah. is a fucking disease. No, it's not. It's a mental problem. You know, that's, that's, right. that's not that's a bullshit. I don't buy. You know? Yeah. So, right. There you go. Right. I right. agree. Right. I agree. Hey, you doing a show tonight by chance? Before, I just want to, real quick here, you doing a yes, show tonight? I am. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I want to get back into more of that birth certificate stuff, man. I'm telling you. I, I mean, you I'm thinking like about it? doing some shows on that. Did you like it? Well, I mean, that's interesting. I fell asleep doing research yeah. on it last night, actually. But, yeah, but yeah, I think more yeah. people need to know about it. I mean, all these people are scared yeah. to talk about it. I, you know, why be scared? Well, there's, I mean, there's, expose the truth, there's a man. lot to it, man. But there's a what's lot the to it. What's show? My show is Crazy Nation what's Radio. Okay. Yeah. You want to know name my show? Yeah. And, is this John and by the way, he's got a new, he's got a show. He's got a show, too, on Wednesday nights at 630. Go ahead. Uh, t- promote your show there, partner. Yeah, it's uh, We the People of America. 6.30, right? Wednesdays. Wednesdays at 6.30. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, I've been okay. listening to your show. I didn't know that was your show. I've been listening to it. Crazy Nation Radio? Ron, you yeah. 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 Yeah, right on. Appreciate it. One thing about these people, though, from Tony Talk or Ferrara, then they are scared of the National Socialist Movement. They will not go over there and call in and crank call them or crown them. They are scared of those those Nazi guys, let me tell you, which I don't blame them. <laughs> I mean, they probably kill them probably, you know. I mean, they can't stand them. <laughs> but they won't go over there and harass them. <laughs> my, balls are, are, my balls are descended ovaries. Is that true? That's what he says, yeah. That's what he says in the chat. What about this third ball I got? I got three balls, so, you know, uh, my nickname is E.T., but, you know, hey. He must be out of minutes on his phone. He ain't calling me tonight. Usually he'll call and at least chew me out or at least crank call me, you know, but he's not calling. Well, so. it, ain't, it, ain't the the month, it, ain't, it ain't the first of the month. It ain't the first of my check thing, I guess. Yeah, right, right. Well, I don't know. Anyway, all right. Anybody else here? Well, Joe dropped. Where the hell did Joe go? Man, 
right. Anyway, we were anyway. So those, those of you that missed the show, though, I called the National Guard. Didn't get no response. Called a, a restaurant in there in California. Asked her if she accepted Federal Reserve notes. They, her brain, her brain blew up. Uh, she didn't know what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was, that's crazy. <laughs> It's sad. But, uh, and then uh, we were talking about the central bankers and basically what situation we're in today, what's going on around the world, man. I mean, and then I played that clip earlier of Alex Jones there uh, with the, uh, you know, the Joe, he dropped. I'm worried. I want to comment more on that about Joe. So I guess uh, closing thoughts, anybody, you better give them now because we're going to get ready to wrap it up because Ron Rex's going to be on soon. He'll be on, what, he'll be on 11? Uh, another 20, 19 minutes, 10 o'clock. Yeah, see that, 19, oh, 19 minutes. Oh, okay, all right, all right. All right. Um, anybody else want to call in tonight, or, or what's going on? Or you want me to finish playing this clip of Alex Jones here with the uh, the race thing? It's up to you guys. Yeah, all right, nobody calling in. Oh, right, no. George, don't let George call in. Oh, Jesus. Why not? George. Why the fuck not? Why Where's not? George? Talk. Our good old friend George Sinzer. <laughs> Hang on, guys. I don't know what is. And they think people are so stupid they can only see this in the first order of magnitude. What about the second order, third order, fourth order? And in the future, you say, well, I'll just be a farmer and live out here on my own. Well, they're just not going to let you even operate or buy fertilizer. Because, again, you're not a black-owned business. This is cold-blooded, it's absolute discrimination, but it's what you would expect from the system. So here's Leticia James, when she was running for attorney general, talking about anybody in government that's white is the enemy, and we can't have that. And there she is with this ADL and the Islamists just up there on the stand, up there on the stage, doing all this. Here it is. Which is We know you won't be silent because you work for BlackRock because they want a black face like Obama on cutting off the resources of the third world. They're about to kill and starve to death millions of people, and then use the survivors to overwhelm the West, well, you've got to have a black face on it. Meanwhile, it's trickled down to, I guess, a Hispanic and a black man, young young men. Everybody knows about this case, but, but now we've had a response to it. Let, let, let's go ahead and roll a video a few months ago where they see the old white man and laugh, so they run him over and kill him on his bicycle because it's so much fun. And then now they're back in court yesterday flipping off the family and celebrating and having a great time. Go ahead and just play both clips back to back. I go. Yeah, premeditated murder. Kill that white devil.
from each other in district court Tuesday to set a trial date. 18-year-old Jesus Ayala and 16-year-old Jameer Keyes were seen giggling, conversing, covering their faces from media, and flipping off the probe's family. How are you, can you sit there after taking a man's life and act like such an entitled it's a scene that made the family of retired police chief Andreas Probst livid. His daughter Taylor shocked by the callous conduct. They really have no remorse that this is just a game to them. Metro police say Ayala was the driver and Keys the passenger in an intentional hit and run that killed Probst on August 14th. Probst was cycling in a bike lane north on Tanea Way near Centennial Parkway in the Northwest Valley when he was mowed down. Video from grand jury evidence released Monday shows Ayala joking around with an officer in the back of a police car following his arrest. Um, you last night, I once again saw a brand new piece of video that I never seen before. Ayala's public defender, David Westbrook, argued in court he saw the body cam footage on our channel for the first time. I don't know if I need a press pass to get discovery, but I would certainly like to get some discovery in this case before the media gets it. However, the evidence was not obtained through prosecutors, but through a public records request. Judge Jacqueline Bluth acknowledged media is allowed access to grand jury exhibits. Still, Westbrook told the judge he's concerned about finding fair jurors in the case because... Well, his pause, back it up to that judge, uh, you can tell. I've seen reports like 40% of Congress is on serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, and something like 30% are on Adderall. Look at that judge's eyes. I mean, these people are whacked out of their gourds. But don't worry, she has a pink gavel. I mean, look at these people. Our country's poisoned. We're the most drugged out country in the world. And these young punks stupid. They don't know they can get the death penalty, and they're laughing and giggling and think it's funny. They're called psychotics, not just sociopaths. <laughs> and again, we've got competent women and competent people with brown skin to be judges or pilots, but what they're doing is they're going out and getting political operatives that will do anything. Look how much the public defender loves this guy. It's so funny. And tries to the prosecutors who didn't go out and get the video, didn't go check another with squad car video, because the case just started, and he asked, like, oh, you're holding back evidence from me that my client was celebrating in a police car that they just killed a white devil. White devil. White devil. There you go. Right there. You know? I mean, and the judge, you guys can't see it, but the judge, they, their eyes are bugging out of her head, man. You know? <laughs> I mean, and he's right. We're the most drugged-up nation in the world, man. Everybody's on drugs, you know. And, I, like, you know, I mean, you said you're at the dentist's office. You know, when I go to the doctor's office, I look at these people, and they're limping, and they're all fat and out of shape. And, and it's like, and, you know, and they're all on these drugs, man. And it's like if, we're, if there's a collapse in society and we have to go out and, you know, fight, how are they going to fight? I mean, you know, I feel bad for these people. How are they going to be trapped, man? If they're not prepared and they're not ready – for any, you know, situations that can arise, 
I mean, you know, it's no joke, man. I mean, these these people that are going to come in, these foreigners, these UN troops, these UN super patriots, these people are going to be there. You know, these guys are all robotic, man. They're 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 gonna they'll slam you like nothing. You ever see these SWAT team guys, man? These big six foot five guys, you know? I mean, they, you know, steroided all out and everything, you know? That's why people look at, you know, people have been going me, and when I tell my bench press 480 pounds, they're like, oh, my, oh, my God, that ain't nothing, man. You know, I mean, I got to be ready. I got to be ready. Well, you know, they come at you me. Gotta, you know. <laughs> you got to figure, Joe, they're already here, man. The border's been yeah. open. They've been pouring in like fucking water. I know. So get ready. Get ready for this ride. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Brought yeah. to you by Carl Sr. Uh but, yeah, yeah, but you know what, Ron? Happened. You know what, Ron? Back in 2008, I heard the same thing. 2012, same thing. 2001, well, same thing. You know? Yeah, but you got to remember, though, Joe, this time they've actually, they're here. They've came through. Over 9 million people have came across that border. Yeah. So that's a lot of fucking people, man. Why? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not finding the glory. They're not finding the glory hole they think they're going to get. They, they find out it's a different story. And they they promoted this shit. These fucking these transporters, Saudis, or you want to call them, promoted this shit. Go to the promised land of America. You'll get everything and everything. They have it all, you know. And they're getting in there finally. It ain't that that's not the truth. But there again, we did promote it ourselves. We gave them everything: they needed. cell phone, money, place to live, money, cash. We just did it all, you know. They looked that way. But when it comes oh, down to they give them everything. No. Yeah, setting them up in housing, for, setting up housing, free bank minute. account. For, yeah, but for a minute. Yeah. So, it, you know, so so they're promoting this. They're promoting this, this demise of us. That's what they want to do. That's these motherfuckers doing inside. You know, and the Constitution is supposed to be here to protect us. It ain't, you know, not to be free willing this fucking country. And we're supposed to be able to control the government. We're supposed to have the power over the government. But that don't seem to be the case either, is it? So there you go. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I sometimes, I, you know, my, I mean, sometimes I want to go well, get yeah. a farm out in the Midwest, go work out in a farm out in the Midwest, and maybe get a, you know, go with one of those communities where people all think, you know, we're, we're like-minded people and try to get around those right. farmers and stuff, you know, live off the well, you know, country, you know, because farming well, is, I, is a I whole thing. Like that. I mean, that's a good life. I, I do live like that. That's how I live. But yeah, I live in the middle of nowhere. And like I told you last night, I don't, you know, yeah. Walmart's 60 miles away. Uh, but anyway, yeah, and then nice. there, there again, we have got a lot of new people that's moved in here from California and New York and shit that just think they're totally fucking something, you know? Like, they, they came yeah. in here going to run this fucking place. You're fucking with hillbillies. You're full of people in the, the woods. They don't play like that. Yeah. You know, they you don't try to come try yeah. to play that bullshit. You'll come up missing. You know, you will come up fucking missing on yeah. And they have found people yeah. that's been buried out here for 20, 30 fucking years. So don't think, you know, yeah. you're never going to find who did it. They'll never find out. They'll never fucking know. One, there's no witnesses, and nobody can hear you scream out here. You're fucked. You yeah. know what I mean? So oh, it's yeah, a place you yeah, just wouldn't want to get yeah. locked in, you know? I mean, it's like pretty you know, beautiful in, nature. My, yeah, my grandma had a cabin in northern New Hampshire. She lived in North Stratford, New Hampshire, and you look it up on the map. It's in the middle of nowhere. Right. I mean, she was all number right. of mountains surrounding her, and, you know, the closest right. McDonald's was 90 miles away, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Yeah. Absolutely I yeah. love it. Hey, bro, I got to go. I got to get ready to fire up. So yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, huh? I'll be over there. All right, I'll see you All guys. right guys. I-
Yeah, we'll get ready to wrap it up here. All right, man. I guess get ready to wrap it up. God bless the Republic, everybody. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's the, the new world orders here, and uh, just stay fighting, man. Keep up, keep up the good fight, and stay safe out there, man. And you know, God bless the Republic. Take care.